Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of Boss Talks. And I'm here with the amazing Christine Drummond. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> yes. And it's freezing down where you are, right? Oh, it's, uh, yeah. Nipple erectus down here. Yeah, well, actually, up in the Gold Coast here, it was like freezing as well for me. Like, I'll like stop eight it. Degrees this morning, and I know I'm sounding like I'm complaining, but <laughs> for Queenslanders, that was terrible. I'm in a jacket. I'm not even looking nice today, but that's okay. <laughs> most of you are listening to this on Apple products, so you're probably not watching. So, even though we are on you on YouTube. Uh, you're probably listening on an Apple device. I've been doing my marketing background stuff, uh, Christine, so I know that stuff. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so look, there is a fee to this wherever you're listening. Uh, if, if what you hear in our podcast is valuable, then for goodness sake, share it with someone that needs to hear it because that's the only way you can increase the, the consciousness of the planet and make this a better place. We want you to be the boss of your own life. And that's why we do this. You know, and that's all we ask is just to spread the word and help us out to get in front of more people so we can, we can teach them these skills that they just don't teach in schools. And today, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about um, the fact that we have two ears and one mouth <laughs> and we're going to learn a skill that, you know, we, isn't taught in schools as well. And it's, it's about being a better listener. So, Christine, like, you, you're an expert in this. You've got all the, the details, like... Help me out. Help me be a better listener. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And this is like when I talk in this podcast today, I'm talking to myself here because this is one skill that I definitely need to improve on. So I don't know if you know this, Joel, but people spend around 70 to 80% of their day engaged in some form of communication and about 55% of our time is devoted to listening. Um, the average typical person actually um, you know, utters between 125 to 178 words per minute. However, we can actually listen to 450, you know. So as you said, we do have two ears and one mouth for a reason. And it's because we need to do a lot more listening um, than we do talking. So listening, it's a huge part of communication. People want to feel heard. People want to know that you're understanding them and people want your presence, especially your kids. Your kids want you to be present. And they don't want to be spoken to all the time. So we're going to give you some tips today around how to become a better listener and why is it important to become a better listener as well. And we really want you to have a think about what, where's your listening skills at, at the moment? How would you rate yourself in regards to listening? Because, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes when I get nervous, I talk more. Are you that type of person where you just seem, you can't shut up because you're so nervous that you just keep blabbing on and, even, and you may not even be making any sense. You just continue to talk. Um, and here's what I've learned over the years as well is that people love, well, their favourite topic is themselves. People love to talk about themselves. And when you're listening to someone talk about themselves, it's really hard to um, stop yourself from jumping in, from talking over them, from you know, they've said something, now it's triggered something in your mind and you just want to say what you've got to say. So all you can think about is what's on your mind and the next question you're going to ask or the next statement you're going to make because you want to feel smarter. You want to seem like you know what you're talking about. And often it, it, it gets us into trouble because 
that's where we lose people. That's where we lose the connection. That's where the, the trust and the rapport is broken down because um, people can see. People can see that you're distracted. People can see that you're not emotionally engaged in the conversation that you're having. So we want to help you today, um, you know, ask some better questions and really tap into where you are in regards to your listening skills. And I guarantee, I guarantee that this is going to affect all your relationships and it's going to help strengthen um, the connection and the rapport that you've got with people and really, really deepen it, especially with your kids and your partner. These are some really great um, skills. I'm going to give you some great questions to ask as well. So that's kind of where I want to start, Joel. Yeah, amazing. Look, my, I think one of my first instances when I really, really, really was around a, an exceptional listener, I had a conversation with an amazing person called Erin Ashley and she listened so intently, like I felt like I was the only person on the planet and she's listening to what I was saying. It actually threw me off. I actually lost where I was in my conversation. I felt like a bit of an idiot, but she's just so present and listening and, um, yeah, I even asked her about it later and she, she taught me a fair bit about that. But, yeah, like, absolutely, you, you know, the ego does make you want to jump in because you do want to sound smart. And I see it all the time. I do see it, like, even on um, – we do, we do an another amazing uh, call for entrepreneurs on a Monday, as you know, and we, we have some of the smartest, most talented success stories, that, like, on the planet. Like, we've just had some amazing people on and – you see that they're, they're giving information and like, you know, sometimes it's not new. Sometimes you've, you've been through what they've done and you know what they're doing and you, um, you can see that they, some people are saying in the comments section and adding to it and adding to it and adding their little two cents worth in. And then you can notice, yeah, like it's just really weird, you know, like people, people just have to throw their two cents worth in instead of just, letting the person have their say. So like that was a, um, that's a big uh, thing that I've noticed as well, where the ego jumps in and, you know, it's, in the old days, that would have been me. I would have had to have jumped in and sounded smart or, or whatever. And yeah, like now if someone says something, I'm happy for them to share rather than me having to put my two cents in. So yeah. So sometimes yeah. you just got to, let your ego go by the wayside and shut up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It actually makes your job easier when you become a better listener because you don't have to think of so many things to say, especially if, you, if you're you know, in business. You just make it all about the other person you know, and let them do the talking and then you're not having to stumble over your words or to think of what should I ask next or anything like that. Just, just let the other person talk. So um, I'm going to give you a few tips around how to become a better listener. And um, one of the main things you want to do as a listener is ask for clarification. Don't just assume. Don't just think you know and understand what they're saying. So um, when someone's telling you something, a couple of good statements to say after it is, so what I think you're saying is. So what I think you're saying is, and then you're, you're re relaying what you think that they've said. So they actually feel heard. They're like, oh, this person's really listening. Or you might say, so what I'm hearing is, and that, that's a, um, what I'm hearing, they're like, oh, I'm heard. Christine's listening to me here. Um, you might also say something like, um, so as I was listening to you, another great phrase, and then you just kind of relate back to or relay back what they said. 
Um, or you could say something like, so here's what I understand. You know, they want to be heard. They want, they want to know that you're understanding what they're saying. So, um, you know, you can say, help me understand, help me clarify. Um, the other thing too is, and something that you said about Erin is, Making people feel like they are the only person on the planet in that moment is so important and you can do that through eye contact. You know, um, it, it is hard when you're talking to someone like in a mall or something like that because there's so many distractions around us. But if you can maintain the eye contact with the person that's talking to you and not divert your eyes, that is going to strengthen the connection and it's going to help you build that rapport and that trust. And as you said, you're going to feel like you're the only person there right now. And I've been at parties and things where I can see someone's coming over to approach me to talk to me and I've gone and looked at that person and now the whole conversation has been cut off and the, the disconnect has happened. So don't worry about the person that's approaching you. They can wait. Let this person feel important. The person that's in front of you, give them your full undivided attention um, also, let people finish their sentences. You know, who knows people that jump in and try and finish a sentence for someone um, because you, you either want to sound smarter or you want them to hurry up with the conversation, you want them to get to the point, that kind of thing. Um, so try not to jump in or over the top of people and try not to keep thinking about what it is that you want to say next. I know that sometimes you're in conversations, and I do this as well, where the person's talking to us, they raise a really good point and then you want to share your experience or your thoughts around it back, but just be in the moment, guys. If you forget that thought, don't worry about it. Like just keep listening to what they're saying. You don't want to nudge people ver um, verbally. You know, you don't want to want them to hurry along just because you've got something to say because that is your ego getting in the way. It's, it's you basically saying to yourself, I'm more important to this other person. What I've got to say is more important than what they've got to say and that's where you lose people as well. That's where the disconnect comes in. Um, and body language. What's your body language like when you're listening to someone? You know, are you standing side on? Are you, um, you know, kind of fidgeting? Are you, do you have your arms folded? Are you very closed um, off with your body language? You know, you really want to make sure that your body language is open. And we're going to talk about mirroring, mirroring in a moment as well. Um, but some statements that you can um, end some of the conversations with um, rather than using the, the nudge statements Things like, wow, that's really interesting or I agree or that's so amazing or, you know, and even adding a little bit of touch, physical touch in there as well. So, so maybe a, a tap on the arm or, um, you know, knuckles or a high five or, you know, even going in for a hug sometimes. Like last night I held a, a women's event and every single person that came into my home, they went to put their hand out and, and I said, you know what, I'm actually a hugger. Is that okay? Get in here, give us a hug. And it breaks down so many barriers. You know, there's so much science around um, the effectiveness of physical connection and, and hugging. People need it. People are getting around going weeks, sometimes months, without getting a physical hug from anybody, you know, and it's about that love and connection. And even one of the ladies stopped me and she said, well, Christine, if you're going to hug me, we have to be heart to heart. So left to left, let's hug it out. So our hearts are connected. And I thought, that's bloody cool. What a cool thing to do, you know. And instantly we had this rapport. So I want you to kind of think about, okay, well, what do I do when I'm listening to someone? What am I saying? What am I, you know, the nodding and everything is great. But you want to have those, um, those statements that really show someone that you've been listening to what they're saying. So do you want to add anything around that, mate? Oh, well, look, like the thing that I noticed, like that heart-to-heart -heart thing, that I actually got taught that 
um, the reason why many women in particular will go the other way is because they don't want to open their heart up. Ah. They're, They're actually protecting themselves because like, it's like, a, it's literally a physical protection. Yeah. Right. So if you can get a, particularly a woman to open up and hug in that like left to left. Yeah. It actually will have a huge connection. You felt that. So yeah, I learned that, um, oh, from a trainer at uh, Tony Robbins event in LA. So, oh, so yeah, what, you didn't want to share it with me? Yeah, as a man, you have to be, get women this way to make them feel safe. So, yeah, that, that's, that's a big one. And um, look, guys, like, I just believe, and I, like, well, we know that the mind is super powerful. You don't need to sit there and start, like, doing dot points in your head of what you're going to say next. Because when there's a break in the conversation, it's your turn you have the most powerful supercomputer on the planet, you're going to think of something to say. <laughs> so that was a big learning for me. I didn't, I, like, I don't sit there and um, think, oh, well, I've got to remember to say that. I've got to remember to say that. Oh, well, I hope Christine stops talking so that it's still relevant when it's time for me to talk. You can just, like, let the conversation flow and, yeah, just, like, less, less grading. So, yeah, look, I'm, I'm super interested to hear about what you've got to say about kids because, like, I've got some about listening to kids, like I'm really, hope I'm not throwing your flow off here, but yeah, I'm like, I've got some stuff I want to, uh, like, yeah, well, I'm really interested in that. And I've, got, I've got a lesson that I learned really powerfully about, um, you know, you're sitting there with your kids and they come up and you can be really busy and you can have all this stuff going on. And have you ever had your, like your little boy or something come up and want to tell you something about his Ninja Turtle or something like that? And you're thinking, oh, that's not important. Just get away kind of thing, you know, or like you, you can be busy. It can just happen, right? That being said, in that little boy's world, that is that Ninja Turtle that he wants to tell you about is the most important thing in his life at that time. And it will take you three seconds to tell, he, to tell you about it. Or maybe if it's my kid, he'll have a big imagination, go on for a while. <laughs> Though, if you train them at that age that you're not willing to listen what happens when there's a problem when they're 16? You want them to be able to talk to you. So you, like, it's really, really important that you take the time out to actually be present for your kids and listen to them. Otherwise, who knows where that can lead? And, you know, kids pick up on shit and hold on to it for the rest of their life and they don't even know why something's holding them back. You had no intent behind it. Like, you don't really have any negative intent towards your kids, I'm sure. But that little thing, they can pick up on it, right? So... Like, I don't know, is that probably going to cover something like that? But I thought I'd steal something first. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love it. And you know, I love the topic of kids. I'm always looking to improve my parenting skills because, yeah, sometimes I, I get it really wrong. Um, but with your kids, uh, what you want to say to them is um, things like, so what mummy is hearing is, you know, when they come to you for something, just say, okay, so what mummy's hearing is, X, Y, and Z. So you kind of repeat back what they've said. Okay, um, I can see that you're frustrated. T t talk to me about that. And they'll tell you why or, or what. Okay, so what I'm hearing is you're frustrated because you were playing with this, your brother came in and he took this. You know, let them feel heard. It's so, so important. And how often do we go, oh, you're just not listening. Like we're blaming them all the time for not listening to us. But how often are we not listening to our kids, you know? So, and then what you want to say as well is, okay, so what I'm hearing is X, Y, and Z. Is that really true? Now, it's another really good phrase to use with your kids as well. Is that, is, is that true? 
is what I'm hearing true, you know. So um, I also, you know, something happened to me the other day where sometimes in the morning, especially for school, we can be so rushed, right? And it's all about me and just getting the kids to school on time and everything like that. So the other day I was backing out of the driveway and Arch is in the, the back car seat and he goes, Mummy, can I please have a kiss? And I'm like, okay. So I stop the car, I lean over the back, I give this gorgeous little boy a kiss, I turn around ready to back out and he goes, Mum, can I please have a cuddle? So I go, okay, cool. Yep, we're in a hurry, but that's okay. I didn't let it let on that we're, you know, pumped for time. <laughs> Turn around, I lean in the back and I give this little boy a cuddle. And you know what he does? He puts his arms around me, gives me a tap on the back and he goes, mummy, I love you. And I'm just like, oh, you know, how often do we miss those moments because we're so busy doing life, you know? And I'm getting emotional thinking about it because it's those little moments in our day that are just passing us by and we don't even know because we're not living in the present. We are constantly thinking ahead of time, the future, what we've got to do, the million things on our list. We're not listening to them. They're not feeling heard. And then when we want to feel heard, they're not listening to us. And it's just this crazy cycle. So it, with your kids in particular, and also you can pull this out with your partners as well. You know, when your partner's trying to say something, you know, are you sitting there on your phone while they're trying to tell you something or are you putting the phone down, turning your attention to that person, giving them the eye contact? Because you know what? There's nothing worse when you're trying to tell your partner something that's happened in your day and they're on their phone playing Candy Crush or they're uh, watching TV, you know, and I love what Tom does. If Tom's watching TV and I come in and I'm excited about something, he'll put it on pause and he'll give me his full attention. He'll look at me, he'll turn his body towards me and he'll converse and he'll say, wow, you must feel really amazing. And then those other, like that's what we can do with our kids as well. You know, when my daughter brings a picture to me that she's drawn or she's coloured in, I don't just say to her, oh, wow, that's amazing. I say, wow, you must have felt really inspired when you coloured that in. That is so creative. You must be feeling so creative right now. Because what we want to teach these kids is to stop seeking external approval. You want to you have your own approval. Because how often out there do we put a post up or um, we get upset because we weren't recognised for something or no one liked our post or we're constantly looking for this external approval all the time when it's really just ourselves where we need to get that from. So, you know, there's so much and, and I could go on so like, like this is a whole other topic I think with kids. Maybe we do a kid's version of the podcast. But, nice. you know, really letting kids feel heard and acknowledged is going to help strengthen that relationship and you'll find that when they do feel heard and understood, they will do more of the things that you actually want them to do. And kids communicate in different ways. Every kid is different. My daughter, I can't yell at her from another room. She just doesn't do that. But if I get down on my knee in front of her face and I say, you know what, this is important to mummy, can you please do this? She'll go and do it first time. If I try and yell it to her through another room, that's not how she communicates. It'll take 50,000 times to tell her to do something. So learn your child's communication style as well as, um, as helping them feel heard. Yeah. Oh, look, my, my young fella, like for, for as instantaneous, like instantaneously when he was born, really, he knew how to, um, how to calm me down. I was, on a, I was in a humongously stressful period of my life when he was only a baby. And I'd be like, like I'd be away on the road for, for an entire week and I'd come back and I'd be that like furious, like really unhealthy, 
uh, mood, really unhealthy emotions were flowing through me in those, in those days and making me sick and everything like that. And I'd come home and I'd be like, I'd nearly bring it home. And then as soon as I'd hold him, I'd be like, it's gone. It was like an antidote. And even to this day, when I, like, cause we get frustrated and I'm like, I could be furious about some stuff and like really like high, I could be pretty intense at times. He'll come up when everyone else is like, sort of like ducking for cover. He just comes in and just pats me on the shoulder and gives me a hug. He goes, I'm hugging you so you'll feel better. And I'm like, Amazing. wow, he's just that, like, and he can pick me from a mile off. He knows when I need it. So he'll just come and do it. And I'm like, he's smarter than I am. So it's just funny how kids have got that ability to tap in and, you know, and maybe through me being consistently drumming it out of the other two, maybe. So what I'm doing is I'm reversing that now. I've seen the error of my ways. I'm like, okay, well, I can be better than I, it's never too late. I can teach them to be better. Like my mindset's different to when I was bringing them up, you know. I was a 20-year-old guy bringing up Hunter, my eldest, and now I'm like nearly 40 and I'm bringing up Leo. So totally different guy bringing up, bringing them up. But like, yeah, I can see that I, he, he, like Leo's really crazy at school. Like he's the guy on the stage, like doing air guitar. <laughs> he's not meant to be. <laughs> he's a free spirit. Yeah, he's the he's the yeah he's the one that's out there. So yeah, uh, but yeah, the communication he has, and you're right. There's no way that I've literally communicated verbally with him that I'm in that state or anything. Like he just feels it, comes up and handles it. Like talk about having an in, a six year old in in house coach. <laughs> It's amazing, isn't it? And they pick up so much. And some is very similar to that as well. You know, if, um, if I've been nagging them and I've, I've got frustrated with them, you know, I'll take a moment to refill my tank. I'll, I'll go and um, put the energy back in that I need to, that I've, ex- like that I've spent, I guess, on, you know, getting frustrated and all that. So I'll sit in, in solitude, I'll sit in the dark and I'll just think for a moment and I'll breathe and I'll do all that. And she'll often come in and, and we'll talk about, how mummy reacted and why mummy reacted like that. And she'll often go and get me a glass of water. She'll get me a, a teddy to cuddle and, and she'll apologize. And I say to her, you know what, honey, I don't want you to apologize. You don't need to keep apologizing. But what I would love you to do is let's, let's nip it in the butt before it gets to that stage. You know, these, we have to give these kids the opportunity to be able to communicate with how we're reacting and what their reaction to that is as well. So I think that's, part of this whole listening process too like have a talk about it you know it's you can't just fly off the the off the rails and get really angry and then not explain your actions around it like give them the decency give them the respect they are human beings they have feelings and they probably want to talk about what's just happened as well so i think that's really really important in the parenting relationship too let's give them a little bit more credit let's let's help them um, understand that it's okay that we have all these different feelings. Let's not try and squash it down, but let's talk about it, you know? And I think that's what we try and do. We try and hide these feelings from our kids. We try and hide what we're feeling, the frustrations, and we, we try not to show that side, but it's okay to do that. You know, I, I want my kids to be emotionally intelligent. I want them to be good listeners. listeners. I want them to be able to pick up and sense when something's not right with someone and go over and, and say, you know, are you okay? I'm recognizing that, you know, you don't seem yourself or, yeah. you know, uh, this is what I'm hearing, you know, is that right? So 
you know, all these little tips and tricks that we're sharing today are just, they're just things that are going to help really solidify your, um, your relationships and really, really strengthen that as well and that connection. And I've got a couple of like a little bit of a checklist thing, um, you know, that I wanted to share with people that you can kind of rate yourself on where you're falling in regards to listening. So the first one is, you know, do you intend to talk more than the other person? So when you're going into a, a conversation with someone, is it your intention to talk more than the other person? Most of the time you want about a 50-50 split, um, but even more than that, you want them to talk more, if, a little bit more than you talk if that's, you know, because there's nothing worse than going out for lunch with a girlfriend or um, you're on a flight with someone and all they talk about is themselves. Never, not once do they ask you a question about your family or what you do or anything like that. So maybe changing your intention when you go into conversations with people, even at social gatherings, and going in with the intention that you're not going to talk as much as the other person. You're going to be interested rather than being interesting. The other question is, do you ask questions? Do you ask for understanding? Do you ask for clarification? You know, I gave you some questions before um, about how to do that. Um, the next one is, you know, don't try to figure out what they're going to say. It's like so many of us think we know the path that the person's taking with the conversation um, when they could be taking a whole different one. But because we're jumping in, we're leading them to a different path. You know what I mean? So you don't want to try and figure out what they're trying to say. Just let them say it. Don't jump in over the top. And what's your mind doing when you're actually listening? Is it on the thousand things that you need to do, be doing back at home? Um, or are you present and in the moment? Um, yeah, is your mind wandering? And can you tell the difference between what they're saying as opposed to what they're actually feeling? Because a lot of people wear masks out there. So a lot of them, they'll tell us what they think we want to hear, but it's not actually what they're feeling. So hopefully this is making sense to people. And I often do that as well. And I used to do this all the time where I would say what I thought the other person wanted me to say just to like get it done and move on. Like I didn't want to deal with what I wanted to deal. I didn't want to feel what I wanted to feel. So I just, I would just say whatever it is I thought they wanted me to say, and then that'd be it. And then I would protect myself because then I'd be hiding and they wouldn't be able to see how I really felt about it. And it avoided conflict and all that kind of thing. So, you know, can you tell the difference when someone's doing that, when something's really up or they're really feeling um, a different way than what they're actually saying. That's a really, really cool skill, especially if you're in business and you need to persuade people or influence people. That's a really good, um, you know, good, good skill to have. The other one is um, finishing people's sentences. Um, a lot of people think this brings connection to the relationship, um, but it doesn't. It totally disconnects the relationship. It connects the conversation. Um, sorry, disconnects the conversation because again, your ego is getting in the way and you're trying to hurry the person up. So, um, you know, the last one I suppose is, are you only hearing the facts or are you, are you hearing the emotion behind it? So are you just picking up all the key facts that they're saying or, actually, or are you actually feeling and, and hearing, um, you know, all the emotional stuff that's going on behind it? So, you know, the, why is this all so important? Why are we banging on about listening today? It's, it's amazing for building rapport. If you're in business, it doesn't matter what business you're in, it's, you're in a relationship business. Your business will succeed based on the, um, the level and the quality of relationships that you have. I have no doubt in that. And if you want to boom in business, 
then you need to go out there and build stronger relationships. Because when you have that rapport, that trust, when you're a good listener, um, people are going to refer people to you. People are going to um, get you, put you in their inner circle. And when you're in people's inner circle, you, you're at the top of their mind all the time. So if someone needs a plumber, bang, they're going to ring you. If they need a hairdresser, bang, they're going to ring you. If they need a PT, bang, they're going to send people to you. You know what I mean? So it's, it's all about um, being a listener, connecting, building that rapport, and you want to match people physically. So, we, you know, this is where the mirroring comes in. And I don't know if you've heard this concept before, but if someone's standing there and they've got their arms kind of folded, then it, you fold your arms. If someone's sitting there and they're laid back and they've got like one leg up on a chair, then you do the same. If someone's sitting there and they're like this, then oh, I'm saying like this and our listeners probably can't see what I'm doing. If you cut your hand under your chin, um, then you mirror the other person. And that also um, helps build that rapport and that connection as well. Also, their tonality, their volume, um, there's key sets of words that people use as well. So you should be picking up on all this as you're listening. So what are the key phrases that someone's using all the time? And can you repeat back some of those phrases, some of those key words that they keep repeating? Because that's going to absolutely um, help strengthen that relationship as well. And then um, finally, the acknowledgement statement. So, you know, um, letting people know, you know what, that's what I love about you. Or um, it was so great to meet you. I loved everything you said. Um, or you, you know exactly how to fire me up. These are all acknowledgement statements, you know, to show the person that I've been listening, I care about you, I love you, this is what, you know, this is what I'm fired up about. Um, the acknowledgement statements, and you can Google this, there's a whole heap on the internet about different acknowledgement statements where you're acknowledging the other person and you're letting that person, because this is the key, guys, you want someone leaving your conversation, walking away from you, feeling good, feeling inspired, feeling alive, feeling positive. You want to have some of you rub off on them and they walk away feeling amazing because they've been in your presence, they've felt heard, they've felt connected and um, they've felt you know, loved on and cared for. So um, that was a lot. I just jammed into that. Sorry. <laughs> this, is, um, this has been an absolute masterclass. Like this is... This is gold and like I can guarantee you I've learned like similar stuff to what you've just uh, shared on this podcast and paid many, many thousands of dollars to do it. So it's fantastic and I just love that on this podcast I got to practice being a great listener because like I've <laughs> taken notes on this. I'm like bugger what I'm going to say. I'm just writing down notes because I'm thinking, yeah, that's, that's a great reminder. That's amazing. That's, you know, um, yeah, what a blessing this, this podcast has been and who doesn't want to be able to communicate better? And, you know, like, wouldn't you love to be feeling more heard yourself? So it's, you can only, it's not something that you can expect back from people. You've got to give it just like love, just like all these other things. You've got to give that energy to get it. And yeah, it's amazing, Christine. And um, you're not wrong when it comes to, uh, you know, being in someone's circle and, learning from the best like we've got uh, master communicators that we work with uh, all the time and I'm just like I'm always listening out for how they say things like I I'm currently modeling a, a multi-million dollar uh, business owner and I'm like I'm studying everything they do I'm getting people to record what they say and uh, I'm, I'm asking lots of questions just when I think I've got something nailed like a process that they use 
uh, I hear it in a different row. I hear it in a different way when they explain it again. I'm like, oh wow, oh that I, I've been saying it this way, and I'm being thinking I'm right, but now I'm hearing it in this different this different way. I can be way more effective now because I've just heard that and. You know, like I, I hear a lot of people that, you know, you, you know yourself, you go to a, an event and you can, you know, you hear what they're saying, but are you really listening? There's a big difference. Like you spoke about that book of the gold book before we got on air. Like I swear that, that that's the stuff that people don't listen. They go to these events and they, they learn or they hear all this good stuff, but then do they really take it in? Do they really listen? You know, and I know my... I, I'd shudder to think what I've cost myself in my um, health and wellness business because I didn't hear what I needed to hear. I, like I heard the words, it hasn't changed, but because I didn't listen and it didn't soak in, and the penny didn't drop, it's cost me a lot of money, which I'm, it's part of the journey. I don't think there's any way around it, but now I'm thinking, wow, I'm really seeing that that was the key. Because there's no secret source to this stuff, to what we're, we're saying. It's just literally, practically putting into what, they, what people that have been before you have said and putting it into action. But if you don't sit down and clear your mind, like if you're sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, I do that. Oh, yeah, I'm smart. You know, again, going back to Erin Ashley, she says, turn up to every event with a beginner's mind. Because a beginner's mind, there's many possibilities. And... To the expert, the possibilities are few. Uh, so, like every time I go to an event, I, like I now I go as if I don't know anything. Because if I knew it, I wouldn't be at the event. That's such a that's such a cool point, Joel. And something Simon Mitchell teaches us as well. He he always has this thing that he wants to be the dumbest person in the room. He wants to get curious. He wants to learn and absorb as much as he can, like a sponge. You know. But I think sometimes our egos get in the way where we think we know everything. Uh, I'll, I'll go, but I won't take any notes because I know it. Um, people love to be right. But you know what? Like we, we've got to get over ourselves a little bit and we've got to go, you know what? What if I do go in and I take one thing away from that event or from that person or from that conversation and it alters the entire direction of your life and... You know, it's definitely happened to me on more than more than one occasion because I had the open-mindedness enough to go in there and say, you know what, I, I do know my stuff, but I don't know everything. And if I can just learn one thing that I can implement and that can change the whole direction of my business or my relationships or whatever, then I'm willing to do it. And I think that's what separates the successful from the unsuccessful because the unsuccessful, um, the ones that I know, think they know everything. Yeah. You know, and they think they know it all. And, and that's a very dangerous place to play. Yeah. It really is. Like I, I can prove it now. I feel really great that you're saying that because I went to, I've been to Keurig Ashley's events like dozens of times and I've got a new book for each one and I take out the notes. I could, I could honestly write the notes out before he says it now, but I don't care because I need to hear it again because I'm in a different place now. I'm like, I'm in a different place in my business so I need to be reminded of this stuff like I'm going to go back most likely one of my major next events is I'm probably going to go back and do my speaking training again and I'm going to and I'm going to do the exact same course that I did earlier this year and I'm going to take the notes like I've never been there before I'm literally I'm just going to do it because I'm going to I'm going to hear new things and uh you know like it's what you got to do and you're right uh 
Losers think they know everything. You know, armchair experts. And let's be honest, they're the ones that sit there and watch the news every night and don't have the dream life. And, you know, so I believe I can learn from people. Like, I learn from the people I'm teaching. I just had a coaching call with uh, about 15 women and men that are like trying to build a, well, not trying, they are actually building a business and the questions that they've brought and then their insights of how they see it when they're talking amongst each other and helping each other. I'm like, whoa, I'm taking notes on this. You know, because it's a different perspective. You just, and I can honestly say I was the biggest know-it-all in the back in the past. I couldn't, I couldn't hack not being the smartest guy in the room or thinking or making out I was, even though I knew I probably wasn't. Now I'm like, I'm actually like, you know who we hang out with and who the circles we, we play in and we are not the smartest people in the room. We are not the most successful by any means, even close. But you know why they put us there? And this is, this is, this is the tactic, guys. This might make you a million dollars. The reason why they put Christine and I inside the room with them is because they see our potential and they see how hungry we are. You know, you're the average of the five people you hang around most. Well, if that's the truth, why would successful people bring new people in? Because you're not successful as they are. Well, it's because they see something in you. What you bring to the table is that energy that they might have lost. So, you know, you've got value no matter what. So just get into those rooms. You deserve it. Because they were those, and they remember that they were once that person. So they're paying it forward. So you do the same, okay? So like, and then once you get in there, close this thing. And I'm doing the mouth thing for the listeners. Shut your mouth and open your ears up. And I was thinking, Christine, before, when I get into a room like that and you say, like, oh, I like to um, think that you go 50-50 in, in conversations. When I'm in rooms like that, I like it to be 90-10. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> I don't need to talk. <laughs> Just, totally. Have you ever stood there in those rooms and gone, I'm having a conversation, but I wish I could take notes? Totally. Yeah. Or you want your little voice recorder on so you can, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I put my phone out and said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not being rude. I'm just taking notes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's gold, mate. And honestly, like to watch your growth and the way that you were talking about Erin, how she makes people feel like they're the only person in the world, that's, you're doing that already. That's how people feel when they leave um, conversations with you. You know, you, you've done an incredible job and um you know it's some, like i learn so much from the way that you treat people and it's so refreshing to see a male be able to drop the ego and be humble enough to go you know what i i, I don't know everything but i'm here to serve and that's what i think you do better than a lot of the men that i know in my life is that you are literally there to serve the person that's in front of you and it's such an incredible infectious quality that you have mate so i just wanted to take this moment to give you an acknowledgement statement and um there's been many times that i wanted to jump in and just really um help edify what you were saying before in this conversation too today this podcast but i wanted to zip my mouth (laughs) (laughs) we've got to be good listeners it's like really meta we can't like jump bounce off each other now we've got to actually shut up otherwise we're full of it It was really hard too but I think I, I think in this like like what we usually do really well is we just kind of back each other up and and go and edify what the other person has said and that's why we work really well together but 
Um, you're amazing. I think you're a rock star. And I think that this podcast has been gold. And I want to thank Ed Milet actually for a lot of the inspiration around um, this podcast today because I listened to his podcast on listening and he just hit it on the head. He hit the nail on the head with it. And, you know, people want to feel special. They really do. And it starts with listening, guys. If you take nothing else away from this podcast, just care about people. Be interested. Stop trying to be interesting all the time. Some of you aren't even trying to be interesting. But people want to feel special. I know that. And they want to be cared for. So, you know, just by you giving them their absolute 100% of your presence, you'll, you'll have a more enriched life. You'll have more enriched relationships. The, kid, the kids you will find will do more for you and, and do it the first time, hopefully, most of the time. Um, so hopefully you've taken a lot away from this podcast. Joel, did you have any closing remarks? Uh, well, I do have one actually, and it's because I have actually met Ed Milet a couple of times. And I like to, to talk to a guy who's got a business that's doing about 500 million a year and to walk up to him in a crowd and just shake his hand and just not really know what to say to the guy, just say hello and everything like that. And to say, like, thank you so much for uh, taking this photo with me or getting the selfie and all that. He actually turned around and goes, no, thank you. You've got no idea how much this means to me that you're speaking to me. And I'm just like, you know, like you just gave me the, just remind, it's exactly like what Aaron Ashley did, did for me. Like we're in a room with, you know, like 10,000 people like in this stadium, like people everywhere. And he's standing there acknowledging me and, and myself and Vicky for, and like taking the time to introduce me to his uh, partner and meeting Vicky properly and like, like he's like all these like alpha wannabe blow wolf whistling dudes walking around and he's us just in the middle and he's just got that demeanor about him like you know you got a business doing 500 million you could be a real jerk if you wanted to be but look what he's doing that podcast is the second best podcast on the planet behind this one you know it's 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 really great and he like i take a lot of inspiration from him i really hope you guys all read his books Following him on social media, you don't need to pay a million dollars in personal development when you've got guys like that out there. And this podcast and Christine out there fighting the good fight to raise the consciousness of the planet and help you take control of your life. Like far out. And if you just remember, guys, everything you want is in the pockets of strangers. Sounds a bit like weird. But if you want to be really successful, you've got to be a really great asker. And that comes back to listening. You need to listen to what people want and what they need and what would make a difference in their life and help provide it for them. They'll be grateful forever. You know, do you know how amazing it is when you charge someone like a significant amount of money and they're just almost in tears thanking you for what you've done for them. And you're like, like, you know, you've done the right thing. It's not a sale. Then, Hey, it's service, right? If you want to know how to do that, listen to these podcasts and, and, and follow the rules. Like Christine has given you absolute, <laughs> It's a gold and platinum, like it's, like it's some new element that we haven't invented yet. You know what I mean? So it's great, okay? So like, I'm going to shut up. You can take us out. Awesome, awesome. And I just wanted to finish with one tip. When you are in a conversation and if you're introverted, this is really going to help you um, come up with a, uh, like an acronym. So I've got one that's called FROG. So when I meet someone, the F stands for family. So I talk to them, hey, have you got any family? Have you got any family close by? Have you got any kids? Um, the R is recreation. What do you do for fun? What do you do on this weekend? 
you know, find out what they're doing. Do they play any sport? The O is occupation. What do you do for work? You know, um, have you always done that? Is that your dream job? What would you be doing if you could be doing anything? And the last one is G, goals. What are you working towards? What are, you, what are your goals? What are your dreams? What are you, what are you focused on? What's your vision? So if you, um, you want to know what to say to people when you meet them, especially in social gatherings, using that frog analogy really helps divert the conversation um, and direct it towards them where you make it all about them and then all you have to do is just listen. So microphone drop, boom, that's it from us. Thank you, Joel. You're amazing as always and we hope you have got a lot of value out of this today. We appreciate you guys for listening in. Um, our listeners, like the numbers are increasing and we are so proud, not just for the content that we're creating but for you guys, the feedback that we're receiving um, and some of you are implementing what we're talking about and you're getting massive results. And for that, we are proud of you. You should be proud of you. And thank you for giving us your most valuable commodity, which is your time. And we can't wait to see you on next week's podcast. So thank you. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh.